Welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another great day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Today, we have with us Danielle Lincoln Hanna, the author of the Mailboat Suspense series set right here in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and has a brand new book coming out, which is so exciting. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm so honored to have you, and thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule with a, a book release uh, <laughs> coming up very soon. Oh, absolutely. So, so you've written a series of books already set right here in Lake Geneva featuring mm -hmm. our beloved mailboat, right? Can you explain the series? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have got three books in the main series out so far. Number four is coming out August 1st. Like you say, it's based off the, uh, the Lake Geneva mailboat, the one and only. Um, I have certainly taken fictional, uh, a fictional approach to it. Uh, as this is a suspense series, it all rotates around the main character who is a male jumper. She's also a teen girl in foster care. The only thing she wants is to finally get a family of her own. And instead she finds a body at the end of someone's pier and thus starts the adventure. <laughs> And, and I love all the Lake Geneva references. So Bailey goes to Badger High School. And yep. like you said, she's a mailboat jumper. And we interviewed two mailboat jumpers on Loving Lake Geneva. Oh, that's so, so cool. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, we, we got a, kind of an inside look and perspective of that. And I know I, you've been on the mailboat, right? And you've, you've oh, yeah. talked to these people. And so you've seen them in action. As a matter of fact, they um, while I was doing research initially for the series, they actually let me try mail jumping for a day. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> you are a brave soul. How did it go? You know what? I did not get wet. And at the end, they did actually offer me a job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, that's nice if this writing thing ever gets boring for you, which I don't think it will. Sure. But, you know, it's nice to have a backup plan. Exactly. That is not for everybody. <laughs> Boy, you have to be pretty agile and quick reflexes and light on that, your feet. I will say that when I requested to, uh, to actually try mail jumping, I hadn't stopped to ask whether or not I'd even be any good at it. And I will say my first jump came off flawlessly but the minute I got back in the boat I sat down and I was shaking from head to toe and I asked myself what did I just do <laughs> sometimes it's better not to think about it too much beforehand yep. or you might not have done it absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so yes this main character so um I read the first book and I have already bought the second one and I'm starting because I mean, I knew it was a series, but I didn't realize what a cliffhanger, you know, <laughs> at the end of this first book it is. Yep. Um, so that's why I immediately bought the second book. And I, I just, so there's, there's three in the series or four. <laughs> yep. There's three books in the main series. Number four mm -hmm. is coming out August 1st. Um, but we also have the prequel novella. So, and that one came out uh, spring of last year. And because, because the series, um, you know, if you want the full story, you kind of have to just keep reading all the books. And that's a big commitment for anyone who is like, well, what if I don't like the writing? So one of the reasons I wrote the little prequel novella was that people could just try the writing and see if they liked the flavor of it and, you know, make it easier to decide, okay, do I want to dedicate to going into the full series? So, yeah. I don't know how anybody could not like your writing. It is <laughs> such a pleasure to read. I mean, just, I, I was within just a couple pages 
just so immersed in it. And part of it is, of course, my love for like Geneva um, and just hearing all, you know, the familiar references that you make. And you obviously did your research on like Geneva, but but just your style of writing, it, it just, it it's so descriptive and it flows. And I love how you do the chapters where, you know, you have a date and then you have the name of the character and that's that chapter is what perspective it's from is that character. So it's kind of interesting to jump around, you know, where different yeah. characters are telling the story. Well, and, and interestingly, um, as, as anyone who's read the books knows, not only do I jump between a lot of per- points of view, but the four main characters in the series are all written in first person. So instead of saying, um, he did this, she did that, it's, I did this, I did that. And that's, it's a very tricky thing to pull off. Um, it's one of the reasons why instead of chapter titles, I just have the character's name at the top. Um, and I wasn't actually going to do that to start with. Um, when I'm writing a first draft, I like writing in first person because I feel like I can get so much closer to the character's experience that way. I fully intended to switch it all over to third person before publication. But when I tried to do that, I felt like I lost so much of each character's unique voice. that I was like, oh, I've got a problem. I think I've got to keep it in first person. So like I said, it was a risk. Um, I've had my readers tell me that maybe they felt a little confused for the first, you know, chapter or two, and then they caught on to how it was working. And they said, they've told me that they're really glad I decided to do it that way because they do feel so close to the characters. So that was a risk that I think paid off in the end. For sure. And, and I think that's what, what helps to make it such a a pleasure to read. Uh, And (laughs) I thought too, that I'd have to be flipping back to see, okay, wait, who's talking now? Who's talking now? But I didn't, I always just, you know, it was easy to know who was talking at that moment. You know, you get to know the characters quickly. So I never had to kind of look back and say, wait, where am I? Who's talking? It was just, it it flowed so beautifully and I, and I could not put it down. So I love that that style. Good. Um, And I love, you know, so the way that I'm, I'm just going to read a couple sentences here, how you describe the mailboat, because I just thought it was so beautifully put. Um, you said it's stately in a coat of navy blue and white paint and warm wood trim. There was nothing like the mailboat cruise, the thrill of the jump, the ballet of boat and pier, wind, wave and hull, captain and jumper. I love that. I mean, <laughs> it just sums it up so, so beautifully. And, and really, you know, there is nothing like that in the country or in the world, yeah. really. Yeah. And Absolutely. so how, how, how did you do, you, you went along, obviously on a ride, you did the, the jumping. How about the rest of Lake Geneva? How did you really, you know, you've got the police involved here. You have um, different just references to the shore path. You even make a comment about, you know, oh, how hard it is to find parking in downtown. Like, <laughs> you know, you really know Lake Geneva. And how did you get to know Lake Geneva well enough to write this series? Right. Well, first off, I, I am very flattered that I have been accused many times, not only of having grown up in Lake Geneva, but of having actually been a male jumper beyond that one day. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm super flattered because neither of those things is true. <laughs> um, I'm originally from North Dakota, and that's where I was when I started work on this series. I currently live in Western Montana in the Rocky Mountains. Um, and yeah, I, the whole reason I ended up writing these books is just because I love writing about unique things. I also love travel. So when 
um, one day I just, I heard about this boat out in Wisconsin that delivers the mail. I was like, oh, that is fascinating. I can totally write a story around that. And so in 2014 and 2015, I made two separate research trips before I um, published any of the books in the series. And um, it was very important to me to contact the cruise line and ask if I could job shadow, which they were very, very generous with their, their time and letting me join them. Um, I also contacted the Lake Geneva Police Department and I said, yo, I'm working on um, this fictional book series that's set in Lake Geneva. I've got police officers as main characters. I've got scenes that would take place at the police station. Is there any way I could get a tour of your facility? And they too were extremely accommodating. Um, they have not only have they given me tours of, the, of their station, they also, if I'm in town, they just like, you wanna go for a ride along? I'm like, of course. <laughs> um, there are two, two of their officers, um, Lieutenant Gritzner and Sergeant Hall. The, the police chief actually uh, has assigned them as my official liaisons for the series. And when I have research questions, I shoot them an email or I give them a call. They read my books prior to publication, and if there's something they notice that's, well, we wouldn't do it this way, or even actually our, technically our uniforms are navy blue, not black, you know, mm. <laughs> they will flag me on that and they'll let me know. And so, yeah, being able to work with them has been absolutely phenomenal. That's and then beyond so nice that they did that. And I know. <laughs> did you see anything fun on the ride along? <laughs> not fun, exciting, I guess would be the word. <laughs> Anything exciting. I, I want to say um, probably the most quote unquote exciting thing. We, we did get a call for someone who was um, experiencing some kind of medical emergency. They passed out. Turns out they'd been on the lake all day drinking alcohol instead of water and it didn't work out for them. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Right. Boating one-on-one. Don't yep. do that. <laughs> yep. Definitely. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to bring a beverage, but you know, bring your water too. <laughs> exactly. Right. It, it gets, people don't realize that. And, and I oh, yeah. hear that all the time that it happens pretty quickly. It sneaks up on you, but, yep. but that is so nice that, that everybody was so willing to, you know, cooperate with you and, you know, really to, to a very high level. Yeah, it's it's really been quite the exciting experience. I've been back to Lake Geneva every summer since, except 2020, which crushed me not to go. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's been delightful. And I love coming back and just sort of um, reconnecting with the community there and with the lake. I, I've made so many friends there that it literally is a struggle to try to see them all in between like book signings and research. But I love coming back and and just, you know, refeeling the feels that I get when I'm there. And it's just, it's so fun to, like I said, so many of the references, like you talk about a police chase at Highway 12 and 50 and mm -hmm. and um, you talk about, you know, how anyone could have entered this this house through the lakeshore path or this pier, you know, make reference uh -huh. to the lakeshore path. And and one of the funny things is you talk about the front of the houses and the back of the houses on the yep. on the lake that people are always confused on which is the front of the house and which is the back of the house. And you the talk front, about that. The front faces the lake. <laughs> yeah. Which harks back to the history. You know, uh, originally travel around the lake was exclusively by boat. So of course the side of the house facing the lake was the front. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, all these references are, are so neat. So anybody who is familiar with the area at all will, 
will love reading it for that reason. But even if you've never been to Lake Geneva, you're still going to love these books and you'll get to know Lake Geneva a little bit through them too. It's true. I've had a number of people inform me that visiting Lake Geneva is now on their bucket list because they read my books. Oh, there you go. See, you're a great <laughs> promoter of the area. You're welcome. It is <laughs> right? still up to all of you to figure out your parking. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, exactly. If you can solve that mystery, that would be a whole book in itself. <laughs> so you have a, a new release coming out. Can you talk about when that's coming out and just you know the excitement of that and how people can get their hands on it and when? Absolutely. So it is uh, Mailboat Book 4. Uh, it is called The Shift in the Wind, and it's coming out on August 1st. Um, at the moment, as we record this, you can uh, place your pre-order on my website at daniellelincolnhanna.com. Danielle and Lincoln are spelled in the most traditional ways. Hannah is H-A-N-N-A. Um, so you can go there and stick in a pre-order. I am in the middle of uh, getting it set up on other platforms like Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, if you are in the Lake Geneva area, there are some locations that carry my books. Cornerstone Shop is one, Dust Bunny Books, um, let me think, Geneva Gifts. Um, those are some places that carry my books and will have copies of Book 4 on hand when it's available. Oh, that's great. And, and you mentioned your, your website um it's interesting you have a blog on there mm -hmm. and and you even do book reviews for other authors for other books outside your own correct now and again now and again if there's something that i've read that i really feel i want to share then it does get a spot on my blog that's real that's very nice of you as an author to do that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. and then you you have some kind of behind the scenes you know um information and and you talk a bit about foster care since your main character, Bailey, as you said, is a, you know, is in the foster care system. And it was fascinating reading, you know, some of the information you posted um, about that. Can you, can you talk about a little bit of what you discovered about foster care? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend will tell you that anytime I decide I need more information on foster care that I kind of end up storming around in a rant for the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, you know, I, I'm going to start out by saying that the vast majority of people in foster care, I believe, are doing their absolute best for children in very unfortunate circumstances. Um, the, the reality is that foster care, generally speaking, is pretty hard on kids. You know, I, kids ideally should be with their own families. Obviously, there are circumstances where that's not always working out. And you end up not only with, um, you know, children who have been abused from their, from their own flesh and blood, but also sometimes in foster care because they are so, they're under so much pressure. There's so much demand on their system. Things can slip through the cracks now and again. And you do end up with way too many stories from children who are telling you of terrible things that happened to them in foster care in the system that was supposed to save them from such things. So yeah, I, I, I definitely get a lot of steam coming out of my ears when I look into foster care and, you know, I can't say that I know all, what all the solutions are or should be personally, I would love to see anything we can do to help the original families because removing a child is just so traumatizing in the first place. You know, anything we can do to help families be better families to their children, I think 
that's like my, my favorite approach, quite frankly. So, yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, I know, as you said, there are great foster families too, and, Mm -hmm. you know, success stories and, but, um, you know, for your main character, it's just devastating, you know, how she feels trapped in a bad situation and doesn't want to say anything because she's, you know, afraid of what would happen at the next place, you know, (laughs) at least she knows what she knows now and it's familiar and she likes her job and her friends. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a tough, tough thing. Um, so. And I I think that, you know, the, the situation I described for her describes a lot of people in any kind of abusive situation. It's like on the one hand, yes, maybe they understand that their circumstances are not good, but sometimes there's so much fear surrounding what could happen next that just staying with the problems you have already figured out how to work with is somehow quote unquote better than trying to change everything and having no idea what you're doing anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very <laughs> sad, very sad. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's so many different aspects in your in your book, you know, that being a huge one, but not all of it, but um, so as far as your writing and you becoming a published author, I mean, what was your road road to get here? You know, when did you start thinking that this was going to be your path? <laughs> Very early on. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. I, I learned how to read and write when I was four years old because I was jealous of my older brother. Um, I started writing stories immediately. And by the time I was seven, I was working on my first novel. And that's when I decided I wanted to be an author when I grew up. Wow. That is early. (laughs) (laughs) You had your eye on the prize and you went for it. (laughs) I really did. You know, Um, understandably, most most kids will go through several different iterations of what they want to be. And I certainly entertained other ideas. But the one I just kept coming back to was was writing and I've been, I've been told by many people that I am too young to have too, so many books out. I am 33, and um, I've basically written four novels and a novella at this point. And I, I respond to them that I, I always knew this is what I was going to do, and I'm not sure what's taken me so long. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And does it get, like, about how long does it take you to write each book, and, and does each one get little bit easier and shorter time period or no is it always kind of the same process it takes me about one to two years to write uh one of my books and I I had always presumed that the longer I wrote the quicker I would get but it turns out every book is its own set of challenges um there's always something new to discover and you have to try to figure out how to present this part of the story that you're telling And, you know, and as you know, I do a lot of research. Um, I also have a personal rule of allowing my characters to be whatever it is they're trying to be and to say whatever it is they're trying to say. And all of that takes time um, and just, you know, discovery time, really. Um, And then writing it and trying to figure out how to write it. So, um, yeah, it, it continues to take me between one and two years to produce a novel. And are you going to keep this series going or is there going to be an end to the series and you're going to start a different series or, or do you, are you not sure yet? There, there is an end. 
I have had a lot of people, because of those cliffhanger endings to every novel that you mentioned, I've certainly had a lot of fans ask me, but does it ever end? (laughs) When can I get some some peace? (laughs) Yes, when can I sleep again? (laughs) Uh, And the answer to that is yes, there is an end. I I know, um, broadly speaking, how it all comes together. I still have to work out the details of how exactly we land at that spot, but there is an end. There is a plan between now and then, which the characters might upset, but, you know, we'll figure it all out. Um, my best projection right now is there might be eight-ish books in the series and then it will be um, at its completion. That must be, I mean, after eight books, you're probably very attached to these characters. It must kind of be now hard to say goodbye to them. No. <laughs> oh, you are sick. Of, it's ready. You've had your moment. <laughs> no, it's time it's, to move on. <laughs> I will say that there it's okay. Funny story. There have certainly been times when I sit down in my coffee shop to write and I bust open my project and I sit there and I say, ah, you people again. <laughs> but, but funnily enough, these past several weeks, you know, I'm done with the writing, I'm done with the editing, everything's been about um, interior formatting and getting the cover art done and more production focused activities. So I haven't been writing and I feel myself missing just spending time with my characters. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we're attached. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So of all the characters, who, who's your favorite? Oh gosh. There's always a favorite child. There's gotta be one here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is an ensemble cast and I really enjoy exploring all of the characters, but, um, and you know, I don't know if I have a favorite character per se, but because there are really a lot of storylines weaving in and out of each other, I think I can pick a favorite storyline. And that is definitely the relationship between Bailey, the teen male jumper, and Tommy, who is the boat captain in the story. And mm-hmm. um, just them trying to figure out how to be a sort of mentor-mentee relationship when things are really complicated and confusing and only get worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> like not to drop spoilers in here, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, it it is, like I said, I, I can hardly wait to keep going. Um, and I usually, like, I get so distracted when I'm the worst reader. I love to read, but I'm just a distractible person and um, part of what makes me really good at my job. But yours, I, I mean, I'm just, I've almost flew through that first one because I just couldn't put it down and <laughs> I was just so immersed in it. So I, I'm just ready to get through, you know, all of them. And I can't wait for the new one to come out. And are you going to be in the area at all in the in this year? I, I am. So we are planning um, a book signing tour this year. Well, it's going to be shorter than my usual tours just because we had to start organizing um, like back in February or March or something. And at that point, everything was still really up in the air. So this is more of a truncated tour for me. Um, I will be um, in the Lake area from August 20th through the 22nd. Um, Do you want me to name off my specific events where people can find me? Yes, please do. Alrighty. And uh, this may still have some updates and more events coming, but right now on Friday the 20th, I'm going to be at Matheson Memorial Library in Elkhorn from three to five. That one's going to be a sit down event. Come and grab a chair. I'm going to do a reading out of the books. I'm going to do a question and answer session. And afterwards, you can um, purchase um, any of my books and get them autographed. 
And then the next day on Saturday, August 21st, I'm at Cornerstone Shop from 12 to 4 p.m. Um, that's in downtown Lake Geneva. That one's more drop in whenever you want. I will just be in the store available to chat with you and, and sign books. And on Sunday, the 22nd, I'm at the coffee mill in Fontana for people who, who very intelligently don't want to wade into the morass of Lake Geneva on a weekend. <laughs> yeah. that's in my hood so um, there you go I, I will be there for that oh perfect no I've had people thank me for being at the coffee mill so they didn't have to go into Lake Geneva <laughs> <laughs> right. so that was on Sunday August 22nd from 9 a.m until noon great and I imagine this will all be on your website so they can see it there and probably all the websites or social media pages of um of those places that you mentioned as well exactly as it yep. gets closer Yep. So I, I always end by asking my guests what their favorite thing about the Lake Geneva area is. And you've spent enough time and done enough research here. Certainly, even though you don't live here, um, you, you may know the area better than a lot of people who do live here based on all your research. So <laughs> what, what is kind of, if you had to say what your favorite thing about this area is, what would it be? I think my favorite thing is really just the feel of the place. There's, there's this very intangible, but I think very real feeling when you're there. You know, it's, it's such a busy place, um, especially in the summer on the weekends. And it, 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 I think it's safe to say it gets overrun by Chicago every weekend. <laughs> and yet, um, I still pick up on this, this feeling that it's just, it is still a place where you can relax. It's still a place where if you wanted to, you could just sit back and get in touch with yourself. If you listen, I think you can, you can sort of almost feel um, a sort of vibe in the air, maybe something in the water. I don't know what it is, but I find it calming and I find it beautiful and I find it relaxing. And, you know, just being there and breathing that in is one of my favorite parts. Also meeting with my fans when I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked an author this question because the way you just described that just kind of gave me goosebumps because it, <laughs> it really is how we all feel, but you certainly put it into better words than any of us could. <laughs> that was beautiful. So good. But thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for using the Lake Geneva area, you know, as your backdrop for your books. And um, I can't wait to to finish the series and, and keep reading them until you're finished with them. And then whatever you have going after that. Um, so I hope all the listeners will go and, and find a book and get started and come out and meet you. Sounds great. Thank you again for having me. And this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Danielle. And as always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva, the natural beauty, the crystal clear waters, the sunshine, the sunsets, but most of all, the people. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now. I feel all right, like the morning.